Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez. Now, tonight we're asking the question, which America are you living in? Because each and every day that passes by, it seems like America is getting more and more divided. And we've been saying that for the past couple of years, ever since Donald Trump took office, and the left went absolutely batshit crazy. We've been, we've been seeing this stark division in our country, but we've really reached a breaking point where we have to decide and we have to consciously be aware of which America we're living in, because there are two separate Americas right now. You have an America where the Washington Post is saying, hey, if you don't like Joe Biden, just lower your expectations. It's your fault as the American for having too high of an expectation for this president. Maybe you should just calm down. Are you living in the America where we're still talking about Dave Chappelle's transphobic Netflix special because he made a joke about some transsexual people? This story has been in the news longer than we covered Afghanistan for, where 13 U.S. service members died and Americans were stranded. I don't even know if Americans are still stranded or not in Afghanistan. Can anybody verify that? I doubt it. Are you living in that America? The America where military members, firefighters, and various employees all across the nation are having to give up their jobs right now or succumb and bend the knee to a a vaccine that the government is forcing them to get? Or do you live in an America where you choose freedom over fear, you don't wear your face mask, you adhere to actual science, and you refuse to let the government come in and take over? Which America are you living in? Because that's the decision that a lot of people are having to make. Now, apparently, today is Pronouns Day, National Pronouns Day, and There is this video that I put up on my Instagram. You guys can go watch it. My Instagram is at Sav with one N. That is the number one. The link is down below. And I went to the Women's March back in 2020. And I went and I told transgender people to their faces and liberals at the Women's March to their faces, biological facts, and they were extremely upset about it. Now, I brought this video back up because... We are living in a nation that is celebrating Pronouns Day, and no matter what you identify as, no matter what your pronoun is, science still beats that every single time, and biology still beats that every single time. But we're also living through a period where science really depends on what Dr. Fauci wants it to be that day or what your average liberal wants it to be that day. It's absolutely insane. So that's the question, and that is the overarching theme of today's show. Which America are you living in, and what do you want for your, for your children, for your future? Because things continue to get crazier by the day. For example, this is some grocery store shelves in Colorado. Apparently, the milk situation over there is not great, and as you guys can see in this photo... These refrigerators that were once filled with milk are now absolutely empty. Now, I don't remember seeing this under Donald Trump as president. And, you know, even putting partisan politics aside, I don't remember seeing this ever in my whole life as an American. Maybe I didn't pay attention before, but it really seems like that Obama quote of never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to F things up is ringing very, very true because we're living in America right now where Joe Biden's grocery store shelves are empty and we have the media 
Again, Washington Post saying don't rant about short staff stores and supply chain woes. Just try to lower your expectations. And the average liberal sees this type of headline. They see the empty grocery store shelves. They see everything that's going on with the gas prices, with the supply chain issues, with multiple aspects of our country just breaking down. And they turn a blind eye to it. We have members of Congress right now saying that Joe Biden is an inspiration and he's doing a great job. We have the media praising Joe Biden and saying, hey, just lower your expectations. And we have Jen Psaki, who is supposed to be our press secretary, lying to us every single day. Now, there was a big story that broke the other day that illegal immigrant children are being shipped across America on planes in the middle of the night. Peter Ducey of Fox News asked Jen Psaki about this, and Jen Psaki said, Peter, they're not being shipped in the middle of the night. They're just very early flights at 2.30 or 4.30 in the morning. That was her genuine response. And when asked about the supply chain issues, she just brushes it off and says, oh, well, it's just because people are buying so much food right now. And, it, you know, the economy is so good and people have so much money that they're just like buying a lot of products. And that's why the grocery store shelves are emptying. That's what we're hearing from our, our press secretary. That's what we're hearing from this administration. And I talk about this time and time again. And I ranted on my last podcast. I'm not going to be as fiery on this one, but if you guys want to hear my crazy rant, it was definitely on the last show. Also, uh, before I go further, I'd like to, to correct the record on a couple things as well. On the last show, I talked about Dan Bongino and I said that he wasn't vaccinated. Apparently, somebody pointed this out to me. So I'd like to correct the record and say that I guess he is vaccinated. He was one of the first people to get vaccinated because of his uh, battle with cancer. And he was basically coming out and saying that Cumulus Media that if they try to impose a vaccine mandate on any of his employees, he's going to push back against that. And he he doesn't appreciate that or accept that in his America. That's the America that he's choosing to live in. One in which his, you know, employees are not subjected to these mandates. So correct the record on that. And then also we did a show about Joe Biden's executive order, whether or not it was even real, because a lot of people were pointing that out, such as Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was saying that it wasn't really a federal law that they didn't vote on. Uh, but apparently that, of course, was just for businesses with under 100 employees and for businesses with over 100 employees or businesses uh, like federal government workers, it is a law or mandate for them. So just wanted to correct the record on that, because unlike the fake news media who issues corrections at the bottom of their article after you've already read the whole thing and all of the lies and misinformation have already been spread, I know you guys watch the shows, and so I will continue to correct the record as we continue to progress. So one thing we don't have to correct the record on is what is going on with the supply chain right now and how the media is reporting on it. Washington Post saying, well, you should just lower your expectations because this is just what happens in Joe Biden's America. It's so disgusting to me that we have a media right now that is just bold faced lying to us, to our faces, not even not even lying per se, just manipulating what's going on. The media is no longer reporting the truth or facts. They're telling you, well, yes, this is happening. But if you look at it in this light and you just kind of pretend that it's actually a good thing, then it is. It's all about your perspective, really. So just make life better for everybody in America and look through, the, through our lens, the lens that Joe Biden is a competent president, that he knows what he's doing and that we're in a great time in America.
I wish that were true, but I'm seeing headlines like this one from Yahoo Finance that says people are hoarding. Food shortages are the next supply chain crunch. In Denver, public school children are facing shortages of milk. In Chicago, a local market is running short of canned goods and boxed items. And then they go on to say, oh, but there's plenty of food. There just always isn't enough processing and transportation capacity to meet the rising demand as the economy revs up. So that's how Yahoo News is covering the food shortages that are currently happening. But CBS Baltimore, who reports that supply chain issues, there are really problems everywhere, even for small companies in their article. If we read about 15 paragraphs down here, they explain what's actually going on right now. They say cargo ships carrying as many as half a million shipping containers filled with goods from various countries in Asia await offloading at the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach. Once they are offloaded, a shortage of truck drivers prevents those loads from moving out of ports in a timely manner. Railroad terminals where trucks deliver goods for the next level of the journey are backed up with containers awaiting further transport, which in turn also block inbound trains. Should those goods somehow make it to a warehouse, worker shortages are limiting their timely processing. And as if all that weren't enough, the United States Postal Service has recently slowed its delivery times. But let's break this all down here because, of course, they immediately say, but the COVID pandemic is certainly to blame for this cascading array of problems in the supply chain. Let's break down this paragraph here. Okay, so we have cargo ships from various countries awaiting offloading at ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach. First off, why aren't we making products here in the U.S.? Why aren't we dependent on our own country to create our products? Why are we dependent on China for many of the products that are coming in? How come we are not emboldening Americans to create and then Americans to consume American-made products. Why are we so dependent on China or these other Asian countries? On top of that, the shortage of truck drivers, because that's the next portion of this paragraph, prevents these loads from moving out of the ports in a timely manner. Why is there a shortage of truck drivers right now? I know that the mandates have a little bit of something to do with it. Now, when I was at the Southwest headquarters in Dallas this past Monday, you know what was happening when semi-trucks and trains were passing by that protest, they were honking in solidarity with them. They were putting their fists up and they were like, let's go. Yet those are the people that keep the supply chain running. Now, Joe Biden and Jen Psaki and all the big elites thought, oh, well, middle America, we'll just tell them what to do. No big deal. But middle America, who actually is the backbone of this country and economy, the middle class that everyone always seems to disregard, they are standing up and they're pushing back and they're protesting. So maybe that's why there's a shortage of truck drivers, or maybe it's because, again, Joe Biden was paying people more money to stay home via stimulus checks than to go to work. Maybe it's because companies are imposing all of these mandates and people don't want to deal with that. So maybe that's a situation here. And again, it talks about backed up containers. It talks about warehouse worker shortages. That goes into the stimulus checks as well. Nobody wants to work right now. Anybody with two eyes can go out to their local McDonald's and see the now hiring sign. And again, this isn't just McDonald's and Dollar General. Almost every single retail store or area that I've passed, any business, like everyone is hiring right now. And then it talks about the USPS as well and saying, oh, they've slowed down too. I wonder why that is. Now, CBS Los Angeles, because as we just read, those shipping containers are getting really backed up. Well, what's happening with those? 
per CBS Los Angeles, shipping containers that spent weeks aboard ships stuck at ports are now being dumped in nearby neighborhoods. Can we just give a round of applause for Joe Biden? Just absolutely amazing work. Absolutely beautiful. Supply chain issues are up. Inflation is up. Grocery store shelves are empty. And now people in Los Angeles have shipping containers in front of their homes. From this article, with the points uh, with the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach now running 24-7 operations, a new problem has occurred. Many of the shipping containers that spent weeks on board ships waiting to be unloaded are now being dumped in nearby neighborhoods once they're empty. So apparently, um, UCTI Trucking Company is located in Cervantes along Anaheim Street, and the company's lot only has a capacity for 65 containers, so the additional containers now line up along Anaheim in front of some people's homes. And of course, the neighbors are upset. Um, apparently, trailers are blocking their driveways. And that's just life in California, man. That's just life in Joe Biden's America. It's just a, a normal scene now. No big deal. So that's what's currently going on. And I get, again, frustrated having to even report this as like a, oh, yeah, like this is it. This is that. I mean, it is what it is. It's not it is what it is. This has all been done by design. And because Americans refused to stand up to the face mask, we have now reached a point where our entire country is deteriorating by design. And Americans are still like, well, I have to get the jab to keep my job. Which again, I understand that that is a very difficult decision to make. I don't fault anybody on making that decision, but also it's... One vaccine, it's two vaccine, it's a booster, it's a second booster, it's a third booster, it's a fourth booster, it's a microchip. Like, when does this stop? When do we finally say enough is enough and tell the government to F off and to allow us? Because the average American right now is so far removed from reality and from a time when we did have the freedom to decide what goes into our body somewhat. The average American thinks that this is just normal. And, oh, well, if I just get the jab, like I can just get my job back. It's easy peas, not a big deal. If I just do this one thing, we can get back to normal and I can get my freedoms back. But that's not how this works. These people in power will not stop until they have total power over everybody. And again, there's still a part of me that is like, I don't know how we get out of this. I don't know how we push back. It does seem very bleak. And we all knew that Joe Biden, who uh, was allegedly the most popular president in history, we knew him getting into office was going to be a bad thing. Why do you think conservatives pushed back so hard against Joe Biden getting elected? Because we knew all of this would happen because we knew it would expedite the process of the destruction of America, the taking away of our freedoms. And where do we go from here? Where do we go when we have the Department of State saying today on International Pronouns Day, we share why many people list pronouns on their email and social media profiles. Read more here on Share America. Okay, the State Department is supposed to be dealing with uh, international and foreign affairs. Right now, we see reports of China building hypersonic missiles that can strike anywhere on the globe. And... Let's say, for example, that that's Chinese propaganda and it's not even really happening, okay? Well, even if we we did say that, 
Why the hell is our State Department talking about pronouns when they should be worried about international affairs? Why is this something that a verified government federal account is being used to promote? Degeneracy. Fake science. Nobody gives a damn about your pronouns. And the fact that we're even focusing in on why people use pronouns in their email and social media pro profiles. It, it's irrelevant to everything. You think the Chinese are going to come in and take over America and say, um, yeah, before we put you in prison, like what is your preferred pronoun? So we can like put you with like the preferred um, group that you'd love to be with. Like what's your preferred pronoun? No, the Chinese are going to be like, you dumb American. We own you now. <laughs> and it was really easy because your military sucks, my guy. Sorry. Ah, oh, man. What a life. What a time to be alive. And if you think that, you know, oh, well, it was just one State Department tweet. It's not a big deal, Sav. Stop being dramatic. Don't forget about Rachel Levine, who's supposed to be our public health service spokesperson in the U.S., um, a transgender female, which means a biological male, as we can clearly see by this photo, because that is not a woman. That is a man. No part of that looks like a female. And America is an absolute joke that somebody like this, who doesn't even adhere to biological science, can be a part of our U.S. public health services. So again, Rachel Levine sworn in as first openly transgender female four-star admiral in the U.S. public health service. Wow. Such progressive and amazing news, guys. We have four-star admiral transgenders. We have pronouns in our bio. We have the CAA talking about how they recruit minorities with anxiety disorder. And the Army talking about how if you have two lesbian moms, like totally can be a part of our military. It's going to be super great, guys. Like it's super inclusive. Also, don't forget about that TikTok of the um, one military member who was like, when martial law is declared, it's the gun pointing back at you. And it was like some lesbian, I can't get, dyke. It was a dyke. Okay. It was, that's, that's what it was. And I've talked about this too, about how I really do feel like the military right now is being infiltrated by the LGBTQ community, community, because who does the LGBTQ community hate the most? Your average cisgender white male American who loves guns or probably any American who loves guns and freedom they think that they are public enemy number one. So if our entire military under Joe Biden already has that mentality and then martial law is declared, they already hate your average freedom-loving American citizen. And then Joe Biden says, okay, we'll go take away their guns. What do you think that those people are going to go do? They're gladly going to be like, bada bing, bada boom, let's go listen to Joe Biden because he's just doing this for our safety, guys. He's just doing it for everybody's safety, really. It's because he cares so much, all right? So just give, give us your guns. Come on, guy. I mean, it's just, you got to do what we, what we say. You took the vaccine and then you took the booster. Now it's just giving up your guns. Now it's just getting microchips so that the government can make sure that you're safe and know exactly where you are every single day and monitor your blood levels, you know, your blood sugar, your blood pressure. It's really just for your safety. Just do it, guy. Come on. Why are you making things so difficult? Just do it. Someone else put this tweet out just to, again, elaborate on the East versus the West right now globally. 
From Insider, a Chinese propaganda film about the defeat of the U.S. Army is set to become the country's highest grossing film ever. And then in America, the Washington Post, Rachel Levine, openly transgender health official to be sworn in as four star admiral. Oh my gosh, so progressive. So the Chinese are literally just making films about how they're going to come over and defeat the U.S. Army. They're, they're just having these fantasy films that they are, you know, hoping to make a reality. And then in the U.S., instead of paying attention to that, instead of being like, hmm, it seems like their their military is getting stronger. It seems like North Korea doesn't give a damn. On my last stream, I played a video of North Korean soldiers breaking bricks on their abs with a sledgehammer. And then who do we have in our military here? Anxiety-ridden lesbians. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I just realized in this exact moment that I need to buy like 10 more guns. Because it, when push comes to shove, like our military just not looking good. It's really not looking good. And all I can do is laugh about it at this point. And I don't like laughing about the deterioration of our country. But if I don't laugh about it, I'll just scream and rant and get so discouraged at where we are currently at. So China versus the U.S. Very stark differences there. What else do we got going on? Oh, yeah. Because on top of the deterioration of our military and all of the supply chain issues, the, the manipulations, the lies, take your pick on every single thing that we're living through in America every single day. And again, if you guys think that I'm being overly dramatic with some of these things and it's really not that big of a deal, well, the face masks weren't a big deal either. We're two years into this. We're still wearing face masks. I was down in Austin the other weekend. I walk into this store. This liberal goes, um, can you please wear a face mask? And I was just like, are you freaking kidding me, bro? Like, are you serious? They had the doors wide open, wide open store. He asks me to come wear a face mask. And it's just like, at what point do we say no to this nonsense? Same thing with the LGBTQ community. It was just, well, we just want gay marriage, man. Like, we just want to be able to love who we love. And now it's like, well, actually, you're a bigot if you make any jokes about transgender people. And also, if you do not allow us to indoctrinate your two-year-old and um, put a crocheted knitted penis in their diaper until they decide what their gender is, then um, we are going to take your child away from you. Also, parents are not allowed to have a say in regards to their children anymore. I'm sorry, we just can't do that. Um, the, the schools and the government will now be allowed to decide what your child is learning, what they're being indoctrinated with, and if you are allowed to know about it or not, okay? Yeah, it all started off with, let's just accept gay marriage. Look at where we're at now. We have drag queens twerking in front of our kids, and then we have parents who are angry about pornographic books being taught to their children, going up to school boards, and then... The DOJ is weaponizing the FBI and saying that these parents seem kind of like domestic terrorists. They, they seem like a threat, okay? They seem like a threat. We should probably weaponize our intelligence agencies against parents. So there you guys go. It all starts off with like one nice little way that we can be progressive and loving and accepting. And then it just devolves into, well, we are going to try to chop your child's dick off now. Sorry to be graphic but with that, but that is what's going on.
Now let's go ahead and take a peek at what was going on in front of Netflix today because again, for some reason, Dave Chappelle, I haven't watched the special. If you guys have watched the special, leave me a comment down below. Let me know what you thought about it. But from the various reviews that I've read and from liberal friends and family that I have that have watched the special and are very, very liberal in regards to their views on genders and sexualities, they were like, yeah, it wasn't transphobic. That's absolutely ridiculous. And when did we reach a point in society when making fun of somebody instead of being seen as a, a, a like, okay, cool. Like we're accepted in this movement. We're seen as equal to everyone else, which is why we're being made fun of like, ha ha ha. Now it's like, you're a bigot. I can't believe this is happening. Uh, this is what was happening in front of Netflix today. So to my podcast listeners here, we have some very angry liberal protesters who are just destroying this sign that says, we like Dave. So there were pro-Dave Chappelle protesters there, and then there were anti-Dave Chappelle, anti-Netflix, pro-transgender protest uh, protesters in front of Netflix today. And so the Dave Chappelle protesters were literally just going there with their sign that says, we like Dave. And then, of course, as the progressive left always does, they have to take the sign. They have to absolutely destroy it. They break it. They attack this man because he's holding a sign that says, we like jokes. We like Dave. We've reached a point in this country where people are now fighting over jokes, bro. Well, maybe... Maybe if our country becomes enough of a joke, then we'll have enough Americans actually fighting for our ideals in our country at some point. I don't know. We're, we're really heading there every single day. That's just how I feel about it. Maybe I'm just blackpilled. I don't know. But there you go. That is what the transgender community, like this is their fight. This is their, their like civil war. This is their independence day. Okay. This is their 1776. Dave Chappelle making fun of them on a Netflix special. So they got to go. They've got to make their voices heard. They've got to really push back and fight this war against Netflix. And you know what? The Netflix CEO was like, nah, fam, no, I'm not dealing with this. Absolutely not. Like, you know, I'm not doing it. It was a good special. I'm not mad at Dave. And then because all the transgenders went outside and cried about it, he was like, well, maybe I was wrong about that one. And maybe I should backtrack actually. Now, I always say this too, that the right needs to start taking a page out of the left's playbook because the left is very, very effective. Why do you think the Netflix CEO walked back to statements? Because these transgender crazy people have not only been protesting in front of the Netflix headquarters, they've also been infiltrating meetings. They've been, they've been making their voices heard. They've been going very, very hard at that company to say that they are very displeased. And then again, what did we see from BLM and Antifa last year? They were burning things down. They were rioting. They were looting. They were defunding the police. And they kept on until they got what they wanted. I am not advocating or calling for violence, but I'm saying that Chanting F Joe Biden and let's go Brandon for the next three years isn't going to be effective. And people need to continue to go to school board meetings. People need to go and protest these psychopaths and say, no, you know what? It, it's my right to offend you. Okay. That's the first amendment, bro. I can say what I want. And if you get offended, go cry about it and get over it. Like your average person would. It's ridiculous. We're fighting over a joke. What?
Americans are so spoiled and coddled and we have no problems in this society that we have LGBTQ members on the sidewalk crying about a Netflix special. That is how coddled we are in this society. I love how the transgender community loves to pretend that they're so oppressed and they're just living the worst life in America. And it's just so hard to be us. Like you just don't understand, bro. You're crying about a joke on a sidewalk. Go try to do that in Afghanistan. Yeah. Taliban run Afghanistan and go see how well that fares for you. Go take your rainbow flag and your weird transsexual lifestyle and go try to do this crap over in Afghanistan with the Taliban running it. Let me know how that works out for you. I don't think it's going to end up well. We're so spoiled. We're so coddled in this country that this is what people are fighting over in the streets. And I get so frustrated with it. And that's why I can't even deal with liberals anymore. And I call them out and I'm straight up at the point where I'm like, liberals get out of texas i don't want you living in my america because you're a psychopath you don't adhere to real science you're scared of the freaking air you think there's 57 genders you have a mental illness you're probably on antidepressants take drugs every night or an alcoholic because you're a psychopath and you don't know how to deal with your emotions in a normal manner So you go out and you dye your hair green and you try to indoctrinate children and you go scream in the streets about how you're oppressed. When in reality, the fact that you're allowed to do all of those things untouched by any government entity and protected by the police if any conservative pushes back against you goes to show that you are not oppressed, bro. You are living the most lavish effing lifestyle. So get over yourself. And guess what? Sometimes people are going to say things that hurt your feelings and you're not going to like some of the things that your company does. Guess what? Do what the rest of America would do. Go find a different job. Or if you made your voice heard and nobody cares, there you go. There was your answer. Yeah, move on. Go start your own damn company then. Go see how that works out for you. That's why I get so mad at liberals too that are like, oh, the top 1%, like they're so bad, like the wealthiest, like Elon Musk is such a bad person because he has so much wealth, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I mean, I definitely do have my own beef with big corporations. But uh, for for example, with Elon, if you do look at this man's story or if you look at a lot of the stories of these CEOs who do make like multi-million dollars, right? They didn't get that overnight. Elon Musk, for example, worked his ass off, worked days and days and days, never took a break, like 24 hour days, back to back to back. This man was putting in the work. And if the average liberal who is screaming and crying about how capitalism is so bad, would just go out and try to make their own company and make their own wealth, they would understand how difficult that is. And so I I love their whole redistribution of wealth argument. And it's like, yeah, you advocate for that because you are lazy and you're entitled and you think that you're entitled to somebody's uh, somebody else's wealth that they worked for. But guess what? Newsflash, sweetheart, go make your own wealth. Then stop trying to steal everybody's money. Go do it yourself. Oh, oh, you're fat and lazy and don't want to surprise, surprise. Anyway, I went off on a tangent there. I've been doing that a lot lately lately, because I just can't even keep up with the news. I've just been so frustrated with the absolute state of the mentality with a lot of Americans. And I guess with my own mentality too, in regards to even being frustrated about a lot of these things, I don't want to just scream into the ether and have this show where I'm a talking head and I'm not enacting anything or making any real change in society. I want to go out. I want to make a change. But sometimes just like you guys, I just, I don't know how, how do we wake people up from this trance? 
How do we get people out of the COVID cult, the biggest cult, the most globally popular cult we've ever seen in anybody's lifetime? This is a cult that has gotten people to worship Dr. Fauci as a deity. They wear a face mask as a symbol of what they're willing to give up for this cult as a symbolism that they're a part of it, that they're better than you, that they're willing to just give up their entire lives for the cause. It's the biggest cult I've ever seen in my freaking life. And it's absolutely insane. So do you want to live in that America? You want to live in the America where the borders wide open and per Yahoo news, migrants make increasingly dangerous journeys to enter California through the coast. U.S. border agents found a dead migrant on an abandoned Fishing boat in Carlsbad in April, a month later, a cabin cruiser overloaded with three dozen migrants crashed into a reef near Point Loma, killing three people. Customs and Border Protection agents stopped more migrants at sea in 2020 than during the previous three years, according to the latest CBP data. Apprehensions along the Pacific coast drove that increase to 766 stops last year from 44 in fiscal 2017. And of course, encounters at sea are still substantially lower than those on land. But experts say the shift to maritime crossings in response to restrictive border policies and the devastation from COVID-19 across the hemisphere is amplifying the danger these migrants face as they seek to reach the United States. Well, maybe they wouldn't be in danger if they weren't trying to cross into our country illegally. Maybe if we enacted some type of border restriction or put up a wall or had a border in any capacity, we wouldn't have to be dealing with this influx of millions of illegals coming across. I don't know. But that's Joe Biden's America, as we all know. He he screams to into into the ether, into the camera every day while reading off his teleprompter. I care about COVID and I care about every single American. And we need more democracy and we need more COVID protocols. And I'm just trying to do this to save everybody. And also, I lost my place on the teleprompter and I forgot what I was saying. And I am I the president? I can't remember. But the point is, is that Jill Biden is my sister. That's basically what I hear every single time Joe Biden speaks. So, you know, we can't even fault this man on the border because he doesn't know what's going on. This was all done by design, again, to bring in all of these illegals who will continue the destruction of our country, fundamentally change the demographics of our country, fundamentally change how, I mean, in regards to voting, like I, I, I'm not going to say how I feel about the voting system, other than the fact that it is very fortified. Uh, but yeah, replacement migration, a very real thing, and we're seeing it every single day via our open border. So that is one aspect of the one America we could be living in. Uh, another aspect of that is uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who is now saying that the city's fraternal order of police is attempting to induce an insurrection by opposing vaccine mandates. Oh my gosh, not another insurrection, you guys. How are we going to get through it? How are we going to live? I was watching Rick and Morty the other night, and it was this episode where he's like fighting with the president, and the president is like, Rick, you're a terrorist. And Rick just goes, what even is a terrorist? That word has lost all meaning. A terrorist at this point is just somebody that you don't like. That's how I feel about like, yeah, act, actually the word terrorism at this point and insurrection. Okay. That's how I feel about the word insurrection and domestic terrorist. At this point, an insurrection is just you not doing what the government wants you to do. And uh, having the wrong political leaning that that's essentially what that is. Oh, man, the manipulation of our language has been so extreme. 
so extreme. And if it wasn't hard enough to try to, you know, navigate through all of this manipulation, there's this video going around right now. I don't have it today, unfortunately, for you guys. I wish I did, but it's basically a compilation of all of the media saying, this is CBS News, and we are sponsored by Pfizer. This is Good Morning America, sponsored by Pfizer. This has been 60 Minutes, sponsored by Pfizer. This is ESPN, sponsored by Pfizer. And it's this one-minute-long compilation of every single media entity that has been sponsored by Pfizer. Now, you think that that would be a conflict of interest. You think that these, you know, former FDA board members who are now serving on like Pfizer's board or, you know, big pharma boards, you think that would kind of be a conflict of interest. But once you realize that all of these people are connected, and as this meme points out so beautifully for us, uh, you know, everyone in society has not only been conditioned to but would rather choose pills and surgery over real lifestyle change. And the media knows that our average politician knows that we are such a subservient people that want an easy way out of everything, which is why we will just say, oh, well, we'll just get the vaccine and then just be able to go back to normal. The government knows that we have been conditioned to be to be like this. And that's why when we see that the media is sponsored by Pfizer, it's like, oh yeah, cool. They're sponsored by the people that are just trying to save our lives and like get us all back to normal. It's like, it's totally fine that the same media that's sponsored by Pfizer doesn't ever really report on any adverse reactions or, um, you know, maybe how the FDA updated Moderna's sheets and said that uh, myocarditis is now a verified side effect or you know, that Pfizer has had some weird side effects. It's no big deal that the media doesn't report on that because the media is just trying to help us, guys. They're just trying to help us get back to normal and just expedite the process of getting America back on track and building back better because that's what this country needs. We just need to build back better and we just need to be better, better people to each other, to our neighbor. We just need to care about each other's health. I'll care about other people's health. I am two seconds removed from just starting to go up to fat people and going, Hey, you want me to care about your health? Are you pro-vax mandate? Let me care about your health. Lose 20 pounds. Let me knock that McDonald's out of your hand. Because guess what? That's not helping your health at all. You want me to start caring about your health? Get on a treadmill. Stop taking all these big pharma pills. Turn off the TV. Get off of Twitter. Get off of Instagram. It's ruining your mental health. It's making you more depressed, if anything. But no, the average person would prefer to get a vaccination treat. Just like this woman here who says she's absolutely losing her crap over the truly enormous plastic wrap single jelly bean they gave her for her second dose. And it is a vaccination treat. It's a little package. And many people have pointed out that it's a literal blue pill. We often make the uh, reference to the matrix. Are you going to take the blue pill or the red pill? And it's so fitting that this woman just got her double vax and is taking the blue pill here. This big plastic package that says vaccination treat one jelly bean. Thank you for choosing to get vaccinated. <laughs> Have a nice day. One jelly bean. You get to be an experimental object for government. We give you one jelly bean in return. Fair, fair. Oh my goodness. And I've talked to so many people about this too, because they're like, oh, well, I don't want to get vaccinated, but I also don't want to lose my job, you know, the benefits, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, how much is your life worth to you? 
I won't say who I was talking to about this, but they're basically, they are part of the military and they were like, oh, well, you know, I've, I've been trying to pay off my school and I've used about $4,000 of like military help and I'm going to have to pay that back if I get the vaccine. And I'm like, is your life worth less than $4,000? Because that's the mentality we need to have with this. This woman's life was worth the equivalent of one jelly bean. And if anybody in this chat gets to that point, I, I'm sorry, you're far past saving. I'm kind of speechless right now. My dad's in the chat. He says, shit, a jelly bean. I'm getting the jab tomorrow. You know, my dad's a huge pizza lover. And he goes, it's a good thing they're not giving out free pizzas because I would have gotten at least 10 jabs by now, which is probably true. My dad loves a good pizza. He would do anything for a good slice. The man loves a pizza. But a jelly bean, you know, at least he has the wherewithal to ask for a full pizza Men, woman just got one jelly bean. This isn't even a pack of jelly beans. One jelly bean. And that's all your life is worth to the government. And I just, again, this picture, I might be overanalyzing it right now, but it is really just the perfect representation of the government. It's like, you give us your body, okay? And we give you a jelly bean. Everybody's happy. You're happy. We're happy. You have a false sense of security. We get to experiment on your body. Absolutely amazing. I love it. Absolutely. Great, great, great. Vaccination treat. So that's one America or one reality that we could be living in. One where Big Pharma is giving us jelly beans for good behavior, but just one, just one. You'll get your treats. They probably, you know, uh, you know, with the, the supply of jelly beans, like the supply chain issues, they can probably only give out one. And with the amount of booster shots that are going to be coming out, it's like, bro, we can't afford to give you more than one jelly bean at this time because we're probably going to be seeing you maybe like seven to 28 more times. You think we can just keep giving you jelly beans, multiple jelly beans? More you come in here? Absolutely not. Don't worry. You'll get a full pack probably by the end of the year if you adhere to our guidelines and standards. That's why it's just one at a time. So that's what's going on. And for the people who don't want one jelly bean in return for their entire, you know, bodily autonomy, uh, this is what they're experiencing. I don't. Okay. Okay, so I'm playing the wrong video here, but oh, this actually is a, a very there important video. This is a military member who's holding up a sign that says, I do this under duress while he is getting the vaccination. And he says um, on that sign, with threat of losing my livelihood and how I have supported my family for nearly 14 years. And he's holding this sign up while getting force vaccinated. But for those have, that have decided they don't want to be force vaccinated, um, this is what they're going through. My name is Noah Sturgis Johnson. I'm a specialist in the United States Army. I am currently stationed at Fort Eustis, Virginia as an 88 kilo watercraft operator. Due to the new order of the COVID-19 vaccine, I will potentially face separation from the United States Army. And I'm currently pending a religious exemption. My name is Stratton West. I'm a petty officer third class in the United States Navy. I've been serving honorably for exactly two years and I will continue to do so. I have been stationed at Naval Air Station, Pensacola, Florida, and I'm currently stationed at Naval Air Station, North Island in Coronado, California. <clears throat> in fulfilling my duties 
I have been assigned to be a lead junior sailor in our mentorship and training program, and I take great pride in doing so. I will potentially be discharged for denying the COVID-19 vaccine. My name is Lucas Jeffers, and I am a corporal in the United States Marine Corps. I have served honorably for three years and four months and will continue to do so. For the entirety of my career, I have been stationed at MCAGCC, 29 Palms, California. I have deployed to northern Syria and northern Iraq. In fulfilling my duties, I have been an FDC chief and an 81 section leader. I will potentially be discharged for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine. My name is Ryan Lovell. I'm a sergeant in the United States Marine Corps. I've served honorably for nine years and four months. I've been to Camp Lejeune and Camp Delta and deployed to Romania, Israel, and Saudi Arabia. In fulfilling my duties as a combat engineer, I've been a squad leader, a section head, and an instructor. I will potentially be discharged for denying the COVID-19 vaccine. So that is what is currently going on with our military. And again, it's not just the military. We also have this coming out um, <clears throat> yesterday. Seattle Fire and Police discharged for noncompliance with the vaccine mandate. Turn in their boots at the city hall and they all laid their boots out. Uh, very powerful image there. But this is what people are having to live through right now. And uh, again, uh, let me play this video of a firefighter who, again, is having to deal with the same thing as all of these military members and several other people around the nation. My name is Dylan Lindbergh. I was hired in January 2020. All I know as a career firefighter is this pandemic. I've cared for COVID patients, followed all the protocols and mandates, and to my knowledge, never once exposed anyone to this virus. Today, myself and thousands of other brave men and women are being forced to either comply with the mandate or face termination for standing in their beliefs. I'm choosing to stand in my belief. I believe in freedom. This is for everyone who's standing up for this and for everyone else who felt forced to comply. Vax or no vax, let us come together and rethink firing thousands of brave men and women. So that is the absolute state of our country. And I talked about this on my last stream as well, that again, police right now resigning at record rates because of the mandate on top of being severely defunded firefighters, our military, uh, a lot of nurses right now too, because we're, we're in a period of time where hospitals are being overrun because of the unvaccinated. Uh, but while that is simultaneously happening, we're firing nurses for not wanting to get vaccinated, even though they worked throughout the entire pandemic. And they were around COVID before the, the vaccine even existed. So the collapse of our society is not going to be good. And again, I talked about it in depth on my last stream in regards to Bill Gates, in regards to the World Economic Forum, it, the economy, fiat currency, uh, the supply chain issues, how all of this is connected. And how I'm really not sure what we do to get out of it outside of enough people needing to wake up and realize what's actually going on and realize that until enough people get angry about this and we all push back, we're never getting out of this. I wish I had more to say, but at the end of the day, the people that are in power, the people 
in the streets that have the loudest voices, the LGBTQ community crazies who have been indoctrinated. Again, I'd like to talk about Yuri Bezmenov a lot, who was a KGB defector and propagandist expert. He talks about the best way to undermine and subvert an entire country is in a 15 to 20 year time frame where you indoctrinate the youth and then those youth grow up and they infiltrate all of your corporations. They infiltrate the culture. They infiltrate the government. And then the entire country is subverted via these, these crazed ideologies. And that's what's happening in America right now. Luckily, it's not all bad. And we have In-N-Out Burger that came out today and said they're telling San Francisco that they refuse to become the vaccination police after the city temporary, temporarily closed their restaurant. In-N-Out Burger blasted the city of San Francisco's proof of COVID-19 vaccination requirements after the San Francisco Department of Public Health closed one of the popular California burger joints location for serving customers who were not carrying the proper papers because that's the point in society that we've reached. And Elijah Schaefer, love him to death. Catch our latest episode of Slightly Offensive with Zuby and Drew Hernandez dropped today. Great episode. Says, you can literally poop on the sidewalk in San Francisco, purposely infect someone with HIV and steal $850 worth of merchandise, but not being therapeutically jabbed for a common respiratory virus is where San Francisco just has to draw the line. And that is absolutely it. We showed that picture of that homeless guy on a shitty sidewalk in San Francisco. Apologies on the vulgar language, but it was literally covered in poop. And he's in this like VR simulation because it's better than the absolute state of San Francisco right now where people can go and get monitored as they're shooting up drugs to make sure they don't OD. But vaccinations is where San Francisco draws the line. Luckily for In-N-Out though, and those employees, they, they got shut down in San Francisco. But you know what happened? Just like with Chick-fil-A, conservatives went today and they were like, in and out, let's go, Chick-fil-A. They also put a sign up that says that they don't discriminate against um, any anybody for like their vaccination status, their religion, blah, blah, blah. They put a sign up, I believe that was in one of their restaurants in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, that's the America I want to live in. I want to live in the America where we have the freedom of choice. We have the ability to take our own lives into our own hands. And we have our fellow Americans, our bosses, our employers that are backing us up. I want to live in an America where Travis Tritt is canceling concert at venues requiring COVID vaccination, negative tests, or masks. Now, Travis Tritt has come out and said this. He came under a lot of scrutiny, but he's still standing his ground. He's still holding strong. And that is the type of America that I want to live in. One where we have singers and politicians, celebrities who are not afraid to stand up and say enough is enough. I want to live in an America where Jonathan Isaac is asking CNN why they have to lie about Joe Rogan if they only care about public health. I want to live in the America where Barry Weiss is going on CNN and telling Brian Stelter to his face, you know, you're the problem with misinformation and the, the spread of information in this country because CNN refused to report on the Hunter Biden story because Millions of Americans who do watch CNN and think that they are a reliable source of information. They were not properly reported to about Hunter Biden or Joe Biden and any of their business dealings and the reality and truth about who Joe Biden actually is. I want to live in an America where people are not scared of germs or to go outside. I want to live in an America where if Colin Powell dies, 
We're not like, oh, it's because of COVID. We're like, well, maybe it's because he was 84 years old and, uh, you know, he dealt with cancer. Jesse Kelly tweets this out, and I absolutely loved it. And this is re- in response to the Hills article that says, Powell's death is a sobering reminder of coronavirus continued risk. And Jesse says, indeed, you might think you're safe, but you could easily wake up tomorrow and be 84 and have blood cancer. And then, bam, coronavirus takes you. There's just no way to see that coming. Absolutely hilarious. And I, I love Jesse so much. He's so funny. And uh, he does a really great job of just cutting through the political BS and, uh, you know, finding a way to make it funny. Elijah Schaefer does a great job of this as well. And, and that's what we need in these times is just to laugh because everything is such a BS because these are the people who are trying to dictate science for us. Now, uh, this, this sports fan, this basketball fan is wearing a shirt that says Kyrie's afraid of needles. And to my podcast listeners, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be mean, but this man looks, uh, he's just looks like a beta male. He's got the man boobs his hair's unkept. He probably has never lifted a weight in his life. He's wearing Nike. So he's pro-communist China. That's just how I feel about anyone who's wearing Nike. He's got the dead like fluoride stare. He's got the soy boy mouth open. He looks kind of dead inside. Probably hasn't been laid in months. Let's be honest here. This man isn't happy in life. Ooh, my guy. Maybe eat a steak and go lift some weights instead of worrying about Kyrie Irving's uh, health status. Why are your liberals always like that? I don't even like it when people point out other people's uh, looks, but there does come a point when it's like, if you have the audacity to call me out for my personal health choices, then I'm going to have the audacity to call out your man boobs and talk about real health. Because if you look at this individual compared to Kyrie, who do you think is healthier? Who do you think could run five miles without, you know, losing their breath? Not this soy boy liberal who probably has never seen the gym in his entire life, probably has butt sex on the weekends for funsies. I don't know. Not judging anybody's personal life choices. And I've clearly been hanging out with Elijah Schaefer too much if I'm talking about that at this point. But I get so frustrated because those are the people that get to dictate what we think and feel. I talk about that all the time. Those are the people who have the loudest voices in our society right now because conservatives love to play by the rules. They love to be nice. They love to be cordial. Don't stoop to their level. Be nice, everybody. No, I'm done being nice. Liberals, get out of Texas. And if you're fat and you have the audacity to come up to me and tell me to put a face mask on or talk to me about health, oh, honey, we're going to have a good conversation right there. And... We're going to end the show tonight with this video because going back into that indoctrination, this will be your child's preschool teacher if we keep allowing the country to go the way that it's going. Hi, my name is Jasper. I use they pronouns. Hi, my name is Liana. I use they demon pronouns. This video is how to use our pronouns. So we're going to basically present three sentences. Um, One of them is going to have one pronoun, the other one's going to have the other pronoun, and then the last one is going to have both pronouns interchanged. So Liana uses they, them pronouns and demon pronouns. So the first sentence would be, Liana is my partner, they are cute, and I am theirs. I love them very much, and I hope they love themselves too. For the demon pronouns, it would be, Liana is my partner, Deem is cute, and I belong to Deem. I love Demon very much, and I hope Deem loves Demon's self, too. Then interchanging the two. 
Okay, like this person can't even keep up with their own pronouns. And, you know, the left wonders why we call them demonic Satanists. And then they're like, my pronouns are demon and demon self. Please refer to me as a demon. And it's just like, bro, get out of here. And they seem crazy. It's like, oh, this is just some random 15-year-old on TikTok. Don't pay any mind to it. Well, we weren't paying any mind to the screaming gays in colleges either. And now they run all of our institutions and our media and if you make a joke, it's transphobic and you get canceled for it and your life is ruined and then you get kicked off of YouTube. So, yeah, that could potentially be your, uh, your your child's future preschool teacher, which is why, again, I advocate for homeschooling. I was homeschooled, which is probably why I'm so socially awkward and unsuccessful in life. This is what homeschooling gets you guys, okay? Take a good long look. Is this what you want for your kids? I don't know. Some would say no, probably. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Rapid Fire. Please remember to go and leave a five-star review on the podcast if you like it. Links are down below. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or you can find it on the website, savsaysofficial.com. Please go check it out. Also, I have updated my research pages if you guys have never gone over there. That is what I utilize my website for the most to put all of these videos and articles that you ask for, or I use my locals for that as well, savsays.locals.com. Please go support me there. I do subscriber-only content over there. I talk to you guys about, uh, yeah, like health, fitness, some of the products that I like to use, just political videos that I play on here. A lot of you guys ask me like, hey, where can I find this video? I will always put videos that you guys ask for on my locals channel. So please go and subscribe there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please like this video, please share. And uh, again, the best thing that you guys can do to support me is of course, just share the word, share the video, share the podcast. I really depend on you guys. Um, again, reminder for anybody who is new here. I used to have a following on Twitter of 122,000. Used to go on Fox News, OAN, Newsmax, take your pick. News hits all the time. Fox News was using my footage. Donald Trump retweeted me. Boom. Censorship took me out. Twitter deleted my entire account and deleted, more importantly, all of the BLM riot footage that I had gotten that was linked in a lot of news articles and supported a lot of the stories that went out last year. So please help me fight censorship. Please share the word. Please share the podcast. And thank you so much for supporting me. My name is Savannah Hernandez, and this has been another episode of Rapid Fire.